0: Let's get nuts. Whoops! Wow. We're good, we're good. Had a little mishap, Jesus Christ. Of course, right before I go live, had a little mishap. But we're good now. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour a little bit of bourbon. I had some bourbon, so I was like, you know what? Let me pour some bourbon. And then I have my uh, my phone right here that acts as my, you know, for all my drops. What do I do right before I go live? I bump my drink right onto my phone. Not fully. I'm hoping it's still good. But my God, Jesus. Good way to start. Good way to start. What's happening, film friends? Dave, the film junkie. Hey. How are we doing? Let's turn that off for a bit. That's on. All right. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Thank you for joining. Thank you for clicking in. Of course, we got Monday Night Football. we got World Series Baseball, which is what I have on right now. The Rangers are winning. So that's who I'm rooting for. So hopefully you guys are having a good day and, of course, having a hell of I had a good weekend. I had a pretty good weekend myself. Obviously, you know, celebrated uh, my nephew's 21st birthday and all that stuff. And I got a little too, you know Got a little too tipsy, I will say that But then of course we had some fun last night With the Patreon stream and everything Who's out there, alright We got Miss Nighthawk right here Hello, hello And we got Disneyland dude Hello from Ontario Mills on a layover Killers of the Flower Moon Killers of the Flower Moon worth it in IMAX Yes Watch it, watch it in IMAX Ontario Mills, wow been a bit since i've actually been there i'm not gonna lie that's not that's pretty close that's pretty close what's going on expire good to see you jose happy monday happy monday sorry about your uh your bears ah draven what's happening travin what's happening hello from vegas that's right have you seen and if you when you think of uh killers of the oh yeah i did i talked about it uh last week yeah saw it phenomenal uh one of the best movies of the year for sure so you know don't don't sleep on that movie please keep that going gun certainly didn't steal guardians 2 3 and it's the best trilogy in the mcu so there lady whoa watch out watch out and then of course hey jason mckenzie you know always like a big supporter of the channel you're awesome so uh wipe off my drink a little bit that i freaking bumped god damn it but cheers to you sir oh. ah thank you for the 50 dollars super chat means a lot means a lot i mean i thank you guys always for the support but that little extra really goes a long way really goes a long way Then we got uh, stephanie t right here what's happening audio is qu- I- yeah yeah there was a like i said i was having some technical difficulties we're good now and then uh, we got uh, Mama Film Junkie right here. Good to see you. We got Mr. Axel Droga. Oop, Two. All right. What else? Who else we got? Anybody else? Let's see. Did you hear? Oh, yeah. Don't. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of things. What's going on? Mr. Shimagic right here. Hopefully you guys follow him. He's got great videos on Instagram and all over, you know? So good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. All right and we'll go ahead and turn off that music right there but yes guys make sure you subscribe hit that notification bell you know i'm doing this stuff i mean obviously we got the main topics we got the main topics as i usually do we're going to talk about some of the you know i have i still have not read or listened to the audio book for the mcu the mcu book which you know I mean, I'm, I hear it's great, a lot of people, but it's like, I think the audiobook's like 16 hours. Obviously, it's a big book. It's a big book, so I have not got around to that yet. Eventually, I will, but I wanted to talk about some certain things that that have been discussed, mainly be, that have to do with uh, James Gunn. Controversy, I guess you could say. Controversy with James Gunn, because, let's face it, he's like under a microscope right now. And then, of course, Kevin Feige, a little, yeah, not really controversy, but I thought it was kind of interesting about you know him... T- you know him not wanting to work with a certain director anymore and a certain actor, which I was like, oh, interesting. Which I'm sure you guys already know who uh, those individuals are, but uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some uh, DCU rumors and whatnot that's out there and then we're going to talk about the box office which i love it i still again horror movies are just killing it right now they're the ones that are just making like the profits i tell you what and then we're going to talk about that joe russo video you know the the martin scorsese joe russo thing it's going to be uh it's going to be uh it's funny because i it's a funny video to be honest and but of course you know fans will react the way that fans do react so What's going on Krypton's core go giant are going you know, to I said go Giants. I wish the Giants were in the freaking World Series, but go Rangers. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the, the, the manager of the Rangers right now is the Giants old manager, which apparently the Giants organization wanted to oust wanted to get out of there. They're like, we want you out and he retires, comes back. And then his first year back because he was like retired for like two, three years comes back, and then now the team that he's managing is in the World Series right now, leading. I mean, it's a one-to-one series right now, but they're leading in game three, three to zero. So it's like, geez, man, the Giants organization, I just don't know. Just don't know what is what is up with them. But anyways, guys, all right, let's get to some topics. Well, like some tweets, there is a lot. There is a lot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Playback, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah there's a lot to go over today. There's a lot of things that I was like, "Oh man, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this." So we're going to be going over quite a bit here. Let's see. Where where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I mean, one of the things that I'm just going to like comment on at least from the start is the sag after strikes. Um I mean, I'm not going to show a tweet or anything like that, but I'm just saying like when it comes to sag after and the and the strikes that are happening, Uh, And hopefully they'll resolve soon. Apparently things are going pretty well. If I'm just going by what they've released and everything, it's not resolved yet. But apparently, like, you know, negotiations have been went throughout the whole weekend into today. And then, of course, I mean, the end of the month is tomorrow. Let's hope that something might happen then, because I've told you guys time and time again is that now, you know, when it comes to November and December, those are the holiday months, and Hollywood basically just shuts down and for those two months mainly. So, I mean, no matter what happens, we're not going to get any productions that are going to resume until January. So hopefully something can happen and make sure that it happens where the fact that it's like, okay, so come January, all these productions that that had to be halted during the strike can resume right now. So hopefully that uh hopefully that does happen but yeah i was hoping that today we could do some celebrating on the stream and being like oh it's over it's all over we're done with it they find it found a deal and all that kind of stuff we were hoping i was hoping for that i was like oh, wouldn't that be sweet if monday morning and there was like the strike is ending but everybody's like confident it's getting it's getting closer guys it's getting closer and i think i'm hoping that this week I mean, I haven't really heard anything from my end, but I'm hoping that this week it ends. But like I said, productions will not start, of course, until January, you know, as early as January. Um, but there's going to be some interesting things we're going to be talking about. But the first thing we're going to be talking about. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Who's excited for the Marvels or Miss Marvels? What, what, what do they call it? The Marvels, the Marvels right? Uh, yeah. Who's excited Who's excited for the Marvels? They released a clip, guys. Yes, they did. They released a clip from the Marvels. And, uh, I mean, I already watched it. I'm not doing, like, a general reaction. But I did ask people, like, how they felt about this clip. And uh, mainly got negative. Yeah, people uh, mainly sent me uh, a negative reception when it came to this clip right here. But we're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it right now when it comes to the Marvels because it's coming out in the next, uh, what, two weeks uh, a week from this Thursday. And obviously we had that new trailer that came out from from the Marvels that very much, I mean, I get it. They were trying to wrap up as much Avengers into it. They were trying to like, well, like, okay, the ticket sales are not looking really great for the Marvels. So let's put out a trailer that ties it to the entire thing, the Infinity you know, War saga. Obviously, she was a part of that. She was a part of Endgame, and they even injected score into that, which I thought, all right, I get it. Understandable, completely understandable. You have to do that. You have to do that. You really do have to do that, especially when your ticket sells. So I totally understand it. Is it going to help? Who knows? But obviously, we have this little clip right here. So how are we feeling about this? It's only like a little bit over a minute, so let's go ahead and play it. There's Carol right there, apparently. I mean, not a bad-looking shot right there with the way the background was looking. Who are these guys? The Blue Man Group. Yeah, it's got a similar haircut as me. Uh, and then, of course, we got Kamala's family that is dealing with this. That's Kamala's family, Ms. Marvel's family. And then we got a Needle Drop. I'm like, all right. This guy gets launched through the that. Okay, and then I'll... You know, because every time they use their powers, they switch. So then we got Miss Marvel back, we got Kamala back, and then she uses her powers again, and now she's back to wherever the other, there she, yeah. Kind of jumping all over the place, quick. Okay, protects Nick Fury, good on her. Doing some uh, Trinity from the Matrix type of uh, wall walking, I guess. Nick Fury doing some, uh, you know, shooting from lasers. All right. Good little slide right there. Okay. How are we feeling about that? Ah. Yeah. Um, God damn it. If only the real budget was released when it comes to this movie right here, because holy crap, it definitely had a hefty budget. But, yeah, the CGI looks terrible. It all It looks cheap. It looks like it should have been a Disney show, 100%. It should have just, like, they should have just put it on Disney. And then, of course, you have that needle drop that is just kind of like, all right, choose that song, fine. Uh, I will say that some of the camera work and some of the action I'm okay with. And I do, and I will say this, I will say this, the fact that, yes, that the whole, like, the what's wrapped around the movie is the fact that they're all, the three Marvels are linked up. So anytime they use their powers, they, like, switch I kind that kind of intrigues me too, but I will say, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's some of the, cam- the camera the and some of the choreography looked okay, but yeah, the CGI did not look good, and I didn't like the needle drop, and it just it still very much feels like a Disney Plus show. I mean, I think the I think Miss Mar- Marvel's quality looked better than this. Isn't that sad? That's sad to say. Like the show Miss Marvel had better quality than that. And some of that, so yikes! But there you go, there you go. We're gonna be getting more clips. They're gonna be releasing clips like crazy. They gotta push this movie. They 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 can't release too many clips because the movie's an hour and forty four minutes. You release too many clips, you're gonna release half the movie. <laughs> or you could do a thing like they did with Fast X and release a five minute fucking trailer, basically just condensing down the movie into an outline. Why not? Oi, oi. All right. Um, anybody, uh, any fans? Obviously, we're, you know, Halloween is tomorrow. Um, I didn't dress up. I thought about dressing up. I was like, yeah, I'm dressed up as a as a movie YouTuber. So there you go. But, um, yeah, so we got, uh, and anybody's a, fo- a fan of It Follows, the Australian horror movie, which is a fantastic movie. Thought it was great. A little bit of a slow burn. Not for everybody. It's not like a lot of things happen in the movie, but apparently they are going to move forward with the sequel called They Follow and reunite, of course, uh, Meka Maka, I I don't know, I'm probably saying her name wrong, Monroe, and, of course, director David Robert Mitchell. So any It Follows fans, guess what? Looking good, looking good. And then, of course, (laughs) hey, guys, I know you're excited for this, 100%. You Rachel Zegler fans out there, of course, the Hunger Games, the ballot of songbirds and snakes, has secured a SAG-AFTRA interim agreement. That's right, that means stars Rachel Zegler, Tom Blythe, Hunter Schafer, Viola Davis, hey, I don't mind hearing from her, I don't mind hearing from Peter Dinklage as well, can promote the film. So that's right, guys. We get to get some Rachel Zegler promotion of the film because she's so good at it. She's so good, right? She's so she's so good at uh, promoting the film, but yes, they more of these deals might be coming and she's already promoted some of the stuff on her Twitter. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to, of course, respond to her because I don't want her to call uh, call me the fun, fun police again. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be getting some Hunger Games. I mean, is anybody interested in this movie? Like people out in the chat, are you interested in this movie? I asked and, you know, I got kind of a mixed bag. Some people are some people who read the books of Hunger Games. So some people are actually excited for this movie, but it just feels like there there isn't much hype for this movie. I mean the the Hunger Games movies that came out, you know, years ago with of course uh what's her name? Um Jennifer Lawrence were I I enjoyed them, maybe not all of them, but you know, they were they were they were they were pretty good movies and so far when it comes to this, I guess you know this is it a sequel or a prequel it's a sequel right um i eh, you know wasn't too impressed by what i saw but i mean but i don't know if anybody have any interest in this it looks like a lot of people aren't really interested in the chat at least so i'm just kind of wondering oh, we're gonna have another rachel zegler winner right here <laughs> i have to i have to make fun of it come on i i you know i have to i, I i'm making fun <laughs> just because, you know, that's what you get for calling me out on Twitter, Rachel. That's all. That's right. That's what you get now. But uh, I did make the point like when talking about her, how she's, you know, she's young, dumb, doesn't know how to promote a movie. So it's like, yeah, might want to not ask her some tough questions when it comes to certain things. Hopefully not. But, uh, you know, she's just—she's uh, young. That's the thing. She's young. She doesn't—you know, I'm sure, like, when it comes to promoting this film, she's not going to say things like she has said about Snow White because that has not really um, done that film any favors, you know, especially since now it's pushed back a year. So, yeah, keep—it's it's like the Tom Holland thing, you know, keep, keep, keep Rachel Zegler's mouth shut a little bit, so— if you can. Anyway, so okay. All right. Then there's this, guys. Okay. Here's here's what we got right here. Oh boy. So Mr. Zack Snyder, of course, posted this. This was what yesterday. Uh, obviously talking about Sunday this morning before editing on a Sunday, which is good. That's his religion right there. He doesn't go to church. No, he edits his films. That's what he's doing. Obviously, he got himself a, a, a nice little cup of coffee. A lot of people noticing the, uh, I don't know if it's actual tattoo that he has right there or if it's just something that he drew on there for the picture. But it's been an interesting day when it comes to the Snyder fandom. And yeah, um, I posted this obviously from the screenshot and I saw, I saw everybody. I saw some of the bigger, louder accounts Really just uh, some people are struggling with some things when it comes to Zack Snyder, because there was like the first thing was that whole celebrities like actors, directors, all that kind of stuff, signing signing their name on the letter to cease fire of what's happening over in the Middle East right now, of course, between uh, Palestine and, um, and Israel. We know that uh, that war is happening, the conflict right there, which has been happening for forever, but obviously intensified this month. And and now, of course, when it comes to politics, especially in the uh, in the 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 states over here in the Americas that uh, you almost you know, you have to do that tribalistic thing where you have to take a side and then uh, throw shade to the other side when, you know, a bunch of innocent people are dying on both sides, which sucks. But uh, so there was a, there was two shades that were thrown at Zach, two two different groups, because I remember when when they, when it came out that he was he his name was listed on that letter that they were going to send for that ceasefire. I got sent somebody hit me up and some other people were commenting on it in my mentions that they they, they were they were reaching out to me and some other people who have a connection to Zach to say that it's not a good thing that he did that. And they wanted they wanted me and them to actually tell Zach, like, hey, you shouldn't do this. Take your name off that letter. Now, the I, I, I don't I don't understand the conceit that some people have that because Zach actually put his name on that, that. They were like, no, no, he's wrong, and I must reach out to the people, and they must reach out to Zach to tell them that it is wrong and to remove your name. Fuck you for doing that, first off. Do not—you can't put people that are—you know, Zach is a grown adult— this is like the old. This it, that's, it's crazy. Like what happens sometimes with some people in the fandom that think like this. They just think like, oh well, Zach's not thinking like I think and how he should think. So the people who are close to him should tell him how he should think or do whatever the hell he does. And it's like, fuck you. I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna do that. I just like talking to the guy and talking movies about the guy. So then when this happened, apparently on Vero, something. Interesting happened where on Vero Zach liked a post that said that that was promoting free Palestine and cease fire now hashtags, and when that happened, all of a sudden Zach took away the like and then unfollowed that person. This is this is apparently what happened. I don't know the whole details or the logistics. This is just I'm just going by what people were saying when it came to that and. And then of course when this happened, and then of course the uh, the bird, you know the dove or whatever on that he that's drawn on there right there, is p- kind of like a symbol for peace and hope and everything like that. And, and then I had different people that were pissed off about him doing that, and I saw in the timeline the fact that he took that the the like away and was like blah blah blah. And I'm just kind of going like, all right, can we not do this? Can we not do this? I mean, people that we like, people that, you know, that we support. Can we not bring politics into everything? And that's what sucks is you have this craziness that's going on in the Middle East. Craziness. And I've seen people, mutuals and everything like that, of course, take a side and will always throw, they'll always point the finger at the atrocities that the other side is doing. But it's just kind of going like, all right, but you also have to point and, and, not condone the atrocities that are happening on the side that you chose. That's the way I look at it. I don't have a dog in the fight. I've always said this. When it comes to that conflict that's been going on forever, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't have a dog in the fight because, I mean, obviously it's heavily based on religion. I'm not a religious person, to be honest. Like, I mean, religion just frustrates me because, I mean, I always refer back to George Carlin, when he talks about religion and a lot of these wars and conflicts are always the, I mean, basically what it's all always about is my God has a bigger dick than your God. That's what he always, that's what he would say. And I always love that line because it always just seems like I'm like, all right, who knows what, I mean, which religion is like got really the, 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 the red bat phone for God. I mean, which one is actually knows which one, you know, it's just, it's so stupid to me, in my eyes, because I'm like, I just can't. There's so many different religions and hey, whatever you want to practice and whatever you worship, fine, go for it. But when it comes to stuff like this, it's like, who, what the hell are we supposed to do here, folks? <laughs> it's just like, so I don't have a dog in a fight and I don't even know the whole background when it comes to that conflict over there. I don't know everything about it. All I know is that there's innocent lives that are that are being killed on both sides, on both sides. So when it comes to the ceasefire thing, I understand that even though I like when it comes to celebrities and everything trying to add to it or try to stop this stuff, I kind of just go like, "Eh, do you really need to do that? Let the politicians and all the other people do all that stuff, but whatever. But uh, so I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, can we just not can we not do this? And but it's sad that I, I was seeing shade thrown at Zach And I'm just kind of going like, you know, Zach is the nicest guy in the world. He wants peace. He wants peace. A lot of the people, a lot of, I think the majority of the people just want peace. But sadly, we're in such a, we're such a tribalistic fucking species that everybody always has to take a side. And then, like I said, they will always just point the finger at the other side without realizing that their side is also doing some crazy shit too. I don't know. It sucks because my God has the anti-Semitism increased big time. <laughs> I mean, I thought the whole Kanye stuff was like, you know, ignited anti-Semitism like like, you know, pretty well. But man, has this conflict and the thing that you know, the things that are happening right now has really increased that. But there's also the same thing. There's also some you know, hatred thrown at Muslims and everything like that. And, and, and Palestine, there's been the same thing with that. There's just been hate, hate thrown at both sides. But man. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. Uh, But I just hate that the fact that this is all being brought into now, of course, movies and fandoms and all this stuff. And, yeah, it's just... To be honest, when it comes to Zach and the fact that maybe, like, you know, who knows what happened. I don't know what, what happened when it came to unliking and unfollowing. Who knows? Who knows if Zach's even handling all his social media? Because, you know, let's face it, he's a busy dude. Maybe... Maybe he wasn't even handling it. Maybe it was somebody else who was handling the Vero postings and stuff like that. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Rebel Moon, hopefully a new trailer. Apparently there's also word that a new trailer is going to be showing up November 12th. So let's look forward to that. And let's not... uh Let's not start casting people, you know, into the cornfield because they're not agreeing with a political position. I mean, people have already done that, of course, with Gal Gadot because obviously she's Israeli, so we know what side she's going to be on. And then there was also a, a video that mainly said like she didn't want the ceasefire, which didn't look good, but you know. And then Patty Jenkins was posting things today that was pushing back against the whole Hamas thing, which. That's a problem because it seems like that organization, sometimes it feels like, yeah, maybe Palestine needs to be free from Hamas. It just seems like that, that group. But then, like I said, Israel doing, they're bombing shit like crazy, and it's not good. It's just not good. Innocent lives. That's what we don't want to see get killed. It's horrible. It's all freaking horrible. See, and then Stephanie T, I'm Jewish. It's scary. I feel, yeah. And it, dude, I I, like the anti-Semitism has just been insane. The things I've like videos I've seen, you know, but but I've also seen the same thing like of, uh, you know, like Islamophobia, I guess, is the term to use for that. I've seen that, too. I've seen all that kind of stuff. And it's just like it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. But you know what? When it comes to a conflict like the conflict that happened yesterday between the Broncos and the Chiefs. That's right. The case the Kansas City Chiefs, who, of course, has Travis Kelsey on the team who is currently dating Taylor Swift and the Chiefs lost to the Broncos. The Broncos are not really that good of a team. And apparently this is the Chiefs first loss. In a division, in their division, I don't, I forgot exactly what they said, but the Broncos decided to what? Play a Taylor Swift song. That's hilarious. Come on. You got to laugh at that. You got to laugh at that. You brought it on yourself. Okay. Did Travis Kelsey realize what he was doing when he was going to be like dating Taylor Swift? Did he not realize that this was going to be this is this was going to going to be a thing like they're Like that's what I love about football is like, you know, they're going to do stuff like this. They're going to throw the shade. They're going to throw the shade like that. And I love it. I love it. I think it's funny. And then speaking of sports, this wins Halloween right here. I had to show you guys this, and for people who don't know exactly what this is, because, you know, it's kind of funny, when I saw this picture show up on my feed, I went, wait a minute, I don't even know what the hell that is, and I was like, "What, what is that even referring to? And then, when I saw it again, I went, oh my god, this is so freaking good. So, anybody who doesn't know exactly what this couple's costume is, well, back in like what, 20, 2002, two, two thousand three, I don't know. Randy Johnson, look him up. Pitcher, pitcher on the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Of course, the Diamondbacks are in the World Series right now. Uh, he was a pitcher for the Mariners, which uh, when I was when I was a huge Mariners fan, he was uh, pitching. Big, tall son of a bitch that pitched over a hundred miles an hour, left-hander. So he had an infamous pitch during a game where he threw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and some bird, some white bird, came flying in and the ball struck the bird and turned it into dust. Like, you just see feathers fly. That bird just disintegrated. Just disintegrated. So that's what this is. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. So he's Randy Johnson. Perfect. He's got the mullet. He's got the mustache, the uniform. And she's the bird, bloody... (laughs) it's just it's and he's got blood on him too oh man i just thought that was great i just thought that was great i thought that i would share that with uh you guys because uh yeah there's there's the picture right there of him pitching and that bird just it just obliterated (laughs) so it's really cool just a really cool image uh right there oh hey this is funny david fincher did you know that David Fincher was offered Spider-Man before Sam Raimi? That's right. What? That's right. Spider-Man. Can you imagine a David Fincher Spider-Man? Yeah, neither can I. Wow. We kind of talked We talked about this on the Patreon stream last night, but it's just kind of funny how, like, when it came to the superhero genre, trying to, like, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the superhero genre, they were offering... These stories for anybody that would be willing to just have a meeting and just be like, hey, David Fincher, you want to do a Spider-Man film? Well, he tried, but this is what happened. David Fincher says he pitched a Spider-Man film in 1999 that didn't include Peter Parker's origin story. They weren't fucking interested. They were like, why would you want to eviscerate the origin story? I was like, because it's dumb. (laughs) Wow, that's hilarious. He's just like, yeah, the whole like Peter Parker goes somewhere. There's a lab and there's spiders are working on some spider. And then all of a sudden he gets bit and then he turns into a spider. I just I want to see that pitch now. I want to hear that. I want to see that script. Is there a script, a David Fincher Spider-Man script or at least like an outline or something like that? I want to know some more details. What was he planning on it? You know, this kind of reminds me of Darren Aronofsky's. Batman pitch that he had that was going to take it to a different kind of level. And he wanted Joaquin Phoenix to play Bruce Wayne, Batman. There's all, I mean, there's so many different pitches out there. There's a James Cameron, Spider-Man pitch out there. I mean, there's all kinds of, who knows how many more Spider-Man pitches are out there, but there's been pitches for, you know, of course, Batman, Superman. We've been obviously hearing about Matthew Vaughn's pitches. I mean, and that's the thing. And it's like, and one of the, one of the things is again, when it, when it comes to origin stories of these characters it's like you're touching you're touching like sacred texts I guess you could say when it comes to the source material because you start changing that back that backstory It's it starts making people upset and they, they get worried about it they get worried about it they do get worried about it but yeah David Fitcher's just like because it's dumb I love that I just love that. Hey, and I love this too, hopefully, because we're all worried about Daredevil Born Again, but apparently they recruited a new creative team. That's right. Thank God. Uh, The Punisher writer Dario Scardampani, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, of course, will showrun the series with Moon Knight's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead joining as directors. So hopefully this will save Daredevil Born Again, because obviously we talked about it what, last week or the week before? But yeah, I think it was the week before where it was like, oh boy, things are not going good when it comes to Marvel Studios TV. And of course, when it comes to Daredevil Born Again, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's not going to be, obviously it's not going to be Netflix caliber. Not going to be that. So, eh, whatever. There could only be one Highlander. That's right. It's happening. Still happening. And trust me, we need more Cavill awesomeness out there, and I think he'd be perfect for this, especially after watching The Witcher. But yes, Lionsgate is in fact moving forward with Henry Cavill and Trad Shahelski Highlander reboot as action fantasy pick heads to AFM and uh, and leave enliven a strike hit market. So. I think they're they're work they're doing the workarounds, kinda like how the Hunger Games thing was talked about. But yes, this is moving forward with Henry Cavill, Highlander. It is happening. Please have Christopher Lambert in it. I hope Christopher Lambert somehow has some kind of cameo. He's still alive, right? I mean we ask Sean Connery, not. But you know, Christopher Lambert. Let's get him in there too. But yes, Henry Cavill, don't worry. Yes. As much as we would love to see him in the blue red tights again, well, He's still, you know, he's still in demand. He's still in high demand. He's still valuable. And he's still going to be in this Highlander reboot that, that of course, is from the John Wick, you know, main dude. I mean, Chad Stahelski. There are going to be some great action sequences for sure. Some great sword fighting and all that. So can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Going to be good. And then look at this. Going back to Spider-Man. Concept art. That shows Spider-Man and Doctor Strange fighting in scenes from Raimi and Mark Webb. You could have said Mark Webb. You know, yeah, Mark Webb. He, you know, anyways. But yeah, so at one point when it came to Spider-Man No Way Home and when it came to, of course, Tom Holland's Peter Parker and him fighting, they were going to be like going around and there was concepts. I guess they had a theory of like, okay, if they're going to be jumping through multiverse kind of stuff, they're going to show the, uh, the tower that, of course, Gwen Stacy falls to her death right here. The clock tower. Then you have this moment right here, of course, from the very first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire when he was uh, trying to win money to, to buy a car to impress MJ in the cage match, wrestling match that he was in. So they had that right there. And then, of course, we have... Rent! Rent! Showed the landlord and, of course, the daughter right there fighting right there, going through right there. And then... Uh, right here is like, what is that? Is that the uh, the tower like where uh, the Venom thing was happening, I'm guessing? But uh, yeah. So apparently they had the idea of doing something like that, which would have been kind of cool. I don't know how it would have fit into the initial story, but not a bad like like concept to have them kind of just portaling through all the different Spider-Man movies. That's actually pretty cool, to be honest. I think that was actually a pretty cool idea that maybe they could have done something with. But I don't know. God knows what happened when it came to the writing process. But I don't know. To me, it sounded like a cool concept. And I don't know how you're feeling about that, but I think that's actually kind of sweet. I think I wish that actually would have stayed in there. That would have been interesting. That would have been very interesting. But then again, I think they wanted to really keep Andrew and Toby showing up. Such a surprise that if they had this already in there, everybody would just be in like, well, yeah, of course, Toby and. And Andrew are going to show up. So I think they were they were so fixated on that being such a surprise, even though it was like the worst kept secret in the MCU at the time, they just decided not to use it. So. Yep, you're late, Jose. I already talked about it. I already talked about it. Don't worry, I'll clip it out. I'll clip it out for uh, I'll, I planned on clipping it out for a video. So or you could rewind. But, yeah, you're a little late on it. You're a little late on it, but it's okay. It's okay. So, I know, I went off on a pretty good spiel there for about five or so minutes. But, anyways, cheers. (laughs) Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1 will release in January 24th. 2024, that's right. Beginning of the year. At least we're going to get some DCAU content. And we're going to get an actual pretty good runtime. And this is only Part 1. So when they actually have all the parts together, it's going to be like one long, full-length movie, which is good because it is Crisis on Infinite Earths, not exactly a small story to tell. If you've seen the books, they're pretty hefty. So if anybody was wondering when you are going to be able to see this, and I know a lot of people aren't liking the fact, and it seems like it's pretty quick because they just kind of rebooted, you know, the DCAU and there's been, of course, a few movies out there, especially, you know, when it comes to Batman's Superman, Wonder Woman. And a lot of people are not really liking what was happening in the new DCAU. So I'm wondering if this is going to help. Is this going to be better? I don't know. You're, you know, your guess is as good as mine when it comes to this. But an hour and 33 minutes. I like that that that's the case. I don't know how many parts are going to be. Is it going to be part one, part two? if they're both going to be an hour and a half long, it's going to be like three hours of a story right there when it comes to crisis. So, oh, yeah, they call it the Tomorrowverse. Yes, the Tomorrowverse. But a lot of people, yeah, it seems like it's quick because they only had like, you know, they kind of introduced Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Tomorrowverse. And then it's like, all right, now we're here. We're at crisis. But it could be something pretty cool. It does seem pretty, uh, pretty, pretty rushed, though, but... I just like the fact that, you know, it's an hour and 33 minutes. That's a decent runtime, and it's only part one. So, cheers to that, man. Ah, cheers to that. All right. Oh. 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 got oh, where? I got I to gotta find the drop for this because, I mean, oh, it didn't work. I didn't have the right one. But, man, where is it? There we go. Yes, we're so happy about this. I mean, obviously, it's a rumor, it's a scoop, it's whatever. It's from Daniel R. P. K. But yeah, according to him, Thor 5 is officially in development at Marvel Studios. Marvel is currently searching for a new director to helm the film, meaning Taka Watiti will not return. Ah, <laughs> uh, Thor will return, but not Taka, baby. Ugh! God damn. It's kind of funny because obviously, you know, when it comes to Thor, I totally understand. I totally understand why they chose to change the tone of Thor, because he was the weakest one when it came to the Trinity, at least of uh, of the Avengers. You know, the Captain America movies are great. Iron Man, of course, was the top notch. You know, at least the top, top right there. But when it came to Thor, it was, you know they 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 there needed to be a change. So Thor Ragnarok came in and it changed it up, and it changed it for the better. And at least when it comes to box office, now me personally didn't I, I, I still think the first Thor is the best Thor, and I did like how the Russos portrayed Thor in Infinity War because it was like they, 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 they kept they, they brought back the seriousness of the character. That was a little lost from Ragnarok. And what I always would say is Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion, I thought, okay, I didn't really, I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was like too over the top when it came to humor and everything like that. But it was consistent. It had a consistent tone. When it comes to Thor, love and thunder, I don't know what the fuck was happening there. That's that, that tone was all over the place because I did think that when in the shadow world that they, you know, they, uh, they feed, you know, uh, Frail, pale Christian Bale. Wow, I did not mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Uh, frail, pale Christian Bale. There you go. Let's see. That's how I'm gonna start referring to Gore like that. Uh, I thought that was pretty decent. Like I thought the like the way the color with the everything black and white esque and everything like that. That was probably the best scene in the movie. But the whole movie just it, it just felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch. I've always said. But so. I'm just—I think we're all just kind of glad that Taka—yes, please move on. We don't need it anymore. We don't need Taka anymore. Please. No. God knows. I mean, come on. We just do not need that anymore. No, no, no. No. Oi, I tell you. So, that was good news. Even if it's, uh, you know, it's a scoop, I get it. And even if it ends up not being true, I think it's going to be true. It's kind of an easy scoop to scoop, I guess you could say, because it's like, yeah, duh. Of course— Of course, uh, Taka is not going to be returning. Why would he return after that? Anyways. All right. Let's talk about the main topic. Here we go. Oh, boy. So, I remember last week, this was uh, being talked about. It was being tossed around. I, I, I saw it. I saw some things. Like, when it came to the MCU book, I have not read it yet. I have not listened to the audiobook. Apparently, audiobooks, like... 16 hours long it's it's almost as long as i guess watching the entire mcu but uh yeah the mcu book is out god i'm telling you man somebody write a dceu book yeah Snyderverse book or you know anyways but uh so there's the mcu book that came out and i just wanted to talk about a couple of things that were uh talked about and obviously there was a thing that was being tossed around that came to james gunn and the fact that he's a thief He's a thief. James Gunn's a thief. He stole Guardians of the Galaxy. What? How did he say, what, what kind of, what in the Batman gate are you fucking talking about? Ah, I kept seeing that. I was like, wait, he stole Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, well, wait a minute. How do you steal something that you don't own? that, that is owned by somebody else that, I was, ah, again, this gave me Batman gate vibes because you had somebody write a script. Nicole Perlman wrote a script. James Gunn wrote another script. And they went with James Gunn, and then James Gunn directed the movie. And, again, this is an IP that's owned by this. And then you had two people write two different scripts. It's like like they wrote a script about certain characters. And I'm like, did he actually full-on plagiarize her script? I don't even know. It just kind of gave me Batman-gate vibes. So I was just kind of like, wait a minute. What? He's a thief? For what? But i mean was nicole i mean well let's read the caption here let's read uh uh the thing here right here so this is what uh, i've pulled from the internet the internet where it was talking about this stuff right here so here here's what i've seen that people put up, uh, been pushing around on the Twitter sphere, especially. So we got Nicole Perlman wrote the original story and screenplay for Guardians of the Galaxy, although it was discarded by James Gunn, who chose to write his own script. However, due to WGA rules, Perlman was still given a co-writer screenplay credit for the film as she was the film's first writer. So the logistics, of course, of the WGA rules, they had to do that. But apparently she had to fight tooth and nail to get that writer's cred. But yeah, I don't see any thievery when you have two different writers just write scripts about the same character. Again, this reminds me of Batman Gate. Remember Batman Gate? When that guy was thinking that Matt Reeves stole his script, but literally he just wrote a script... That sounded like a long Halloween, just like Matt Reeves did, because it's it's an existing thing and it's existing Batman. And then, it's, yeah, uh, I, I, I just it, that's what's kind of stupid when it comes to that. But then we got this one right here. We got this. Uh, we got this little passage from the book right here. Perlman declined. Perlman declined to challenge Gunn publicly, saying, "I credit everybody on that movie, including James, for making it so beautiful." So even Perlman is not throwing. A little shade not too much shade right there she's like okay yeah he made a beautiful movie he did it he pulled it off which he did pulled off the movie however her friend zach stentz so here's the guy who hates james gunn right here co-writer of the thor screenplay objected on her behalf nicole had a knife fight for her credit on guardians of the galaxy but she is probably the preminent, 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 yeah, f- uh, female action tentpole writer now because she was the first woman to have her name on not just a Marvel movie but on a Marvel movie that people really love. She threw a party when the movie came out, literally called "Fuck James Gunn Party" because she had won that very bruising credit uh, arbitration. And it's kind of funny. I'm like, God damn. Did James really not want... He was like, no, it's mine. It's all mine. I don't doubt that. What? James Gunn has an ego? I'm shocked. He has an ego? I've said that before. I've heard that too. Definitely does. And then probably like Feige, with his ego, probably the same thing. Who knows? But yeah, fought tooth and nail. She got the credit though, which is good. The thing that I'm still angry about is I say this as a fan of James Gunn as a director, so even this person, again, it's kind of funny. It's like, wait, you like James Gunn? You don't? What's going on here? Was that he very clearly was selectively leaking stuff to his friends and the fanboy media circles to undermine her credit. (laughs) So a lot of people were passing around this too, was the fact that, you know, this is like, this is obviously a trick, that even, you know, Feige uses, the MCU uses, it's like leaking stuff out to to media to, you know, basically sway things. It's what they do. I mean, come on. I still 100% think that they leaked those images to John Campia showing Toby and Andrew and Tom together, fighting together as three Spider-Men because nothing really happened to him. I mean, obviously, this is a tactic that they use is leaking stuff. So it's saying that, that he's leaking stuff to his friends and fanboy media circles to undermine her credit. So I'm not sure, like, back then, I don't remember any of that really happening. Again, I don't know. Who knows? Like, I wasn't really, I didn't know who James Gunn was back then, so I'm not even sure what. But at the same time, so you're telling me that... (laughs) You're telling me... You're telling me that James Gunn utilizes social media and fan accounts to leak stuff and to post stuff. The shit you say, remember all the times we've been talking about when he was like releasing stuff to like weird accounts that only had like two followers and we were all kind of going like, what is going on there? Is that burner accounts? What's going on? But then at the same time, I'm kind of going like, well, that kind of works because anything that he was actually responding to questions from these accounts, made headlines all over the place, and then it got spread around. So I'm like, is this a tactic they're using? And yeah, you might not like it, but it was spreading out, it was spreading the word of like things that he was talking about when it came to the DCU and asking questions. And I'm wondering if he's going to use that tactic again. I don't know. I don't know. That's what's interesting about this whole thing. So obviously if you hate James Gunn, this is ammunition for you. And I get that. People hate James Gunn. But at the same time, it's, sometimes when I see people using this as ammunition, I'm like, it's not the ammunition that you actually think it is because it's people are literally said that he stole Guardians of the Galaxy from Nicole Perlman. No, he did not. It was like she wrote a script. He wrote a script. They went with his script and then he made the movie. He directed the movie and made it a success. So it's like, okay, but I'm sure some shady shit was happening. And just like what Jose was saying, all all directors have egos. Some are bigger than others. And yes, I've heard that James Gunn has an ego. My only hope is that that ego has like deflated a little bit. But who knows now that he's a head of DC Studios. So maybe it did inflate a little bit more. I don't know. All I can hope for is that when it comes to DC and the DCU and DC Studios is that it brings on talented directors and people that want to make some creative shit and lets them do do that. That's all I could really hope for. And I'm hoping that, yes, that is going to be the case. But, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. And then when it came to Kevin Feige during this whole thing, he uh, it was mentioned in the book, apparently, that there's two people, two people who were part of the MCU that he would not want to work with again. And one of those people is Edward Norton. That's right. Edward Norton, who was the first Incredible— well, he was the Incredible Hulk, which uh, is— when it comes to MCU movies, it's a fantastic movie. The VFX look better than the VFX on the Marvels. <clears throat> Just saying. I mean, can we can we can we agree to that that the VFX look really good in The Incredible Hulk and that came out in what? 2008, 2009? They look really good. Like that's the best looking that the Hulk looks. They like the VFX crew that worked on the Incredible Hulk. I mean, they did a fantastic job because you see, like every ripple of like the muscles and the veins, and it just looked really good. Okay, nothing against uh, Mark Ruffalo. I liked him at the start. Not really like where he where the character went now, but but I'm just saying that Incredible Hulk movie. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But apparently, you know, I, I could see that Edward Norton didn't want to play the MCU game. And this was, of course, at the start. And I remember he was on Joe Rogan's podcast like a few years ago. And he talked about how, yeah, he wanted to t- take the character to a different kind of level. And, of course, that went against what what the MCU, what Marvel Studios at the time wanted, of course. So he didn't want to work with him, which, OK, I get that. And then who else did he not want to work with? <laughs> Oh, good old Baldy Ginger Snaps Joss Whedon. That's right. Doesn't want to work with Joss Whedon anymore. Of course not. Why would he not want to? But there was also another thing that came like out of this, uh, out of this, uh, like uh, all this stuff when it came to uh, the MCU book, the reign of uh, Marvel Studios. Zach Penn. That's right. Zach Penn, who was the original writer. He originally was supposed to be writing The Avengers, and Zach Penn is a talented writer. Matrix, X2, all that stuff. Penn said that although he and Whedon had known each other for a long time, Whedon didn't, play him, uh, didn't pay him the courtesy of a call or meeting after the latter took over on The Avengers. According to Penn, when he reached out to Whedon, he said to me, No, it's not awkward for me. I'm rewriting you. It became Pretty apparent that he had less than zero interest in, in any way, having me involved with the movie. (laughs) What? Joss Whedon said that? What the hell? Yeah, that's right. And then Penn concluded by saying, I think he's a dick. (laughs) That's hilarious. He looks like a dick, like a shriveled, shriveled, pasty, freckly dick. I think he's a bad person, And and it was really surprising. So, yeah, that's one thing when it comes to Joss Whedon is like, oh, yeah, he'll be your friend at first, but, yeah, he'll stab you right in the back. Stab you right in the back. So that's what Zach Penn had to say when it came to that. But, yeah, Kevin Feige won't work with Edward Norton or Joss Whedon again, which we knew that. And then, of course, there was other things, too, that Feige said when it came to Things when it came to the MCU, like he wishes he had more control when it came to like um, pre MCU stuff and everything. Ah, eh, whatever. You gotta get in control of what the hell's happening right now, Kevy Kevy Pants. So that's just some things. That's just some things that uh that came out of this book that a lot of people were talking about it was, no, uh, James Gunn did not steal Guardians of the Galaxy. Did he do some shady shit? And was did he have a ego trip? Sure, I'll agree with that. I agree with that. But he didn't steal that. It's really, really ridiculous. So, you know, if you're going to throw shade at James Gunn, at least be correct. At least be correct and know the logistics of the thing that's happening. That's the bad part about uh, fandom and fanboys. Where obviously, we're talking about, you know, fanboys and everything like that. And fan people, I should say, fan people, is that they'll use anything. And, and, uh, but the fact of the matter is it's, it's that. So, I mean, and Nicole Perman, even though she threw a threw a fuck James Gunn party, she still was like, praise the movie. And even that other guy, he was like, ah, you know, I still like him as a director. It's like, well, make up your mind. either hate him or love him. Come on, guys. So that's pretty much it. All right. DCU News. Well, not really news, but, you know rumors and whatever the hell and uh there's been some rumors that have been thrown out there when it comes to uh dcu uh, when it comes to lanterns obviously the last rumor that we got when it came to lanterns was the fact that shanning tatum might be playing hal jordan there's a rumor that he might be cast who knows how you know again you have to take that with a huge grain of salt there was actually another rumor that came out today that they're going to be making a live action max the max with three x's big huge purple dude with like you know yeah if you if you know you know who he is i used to watch the cartoon like with spawn he used to be on like hbo late at night r-rated you know cartoon animated version of max of the max apparently there was like a rumor that they're going to do a live action with that and channing tatum is going to be part of that i don't know apparently channing tatum is rumored for all kinds of shit but when it comes to um lanterns we were talking about this a little bit uh last night on the patreon stream but apparently when it comes to a showrunner that's rumored for them a good showrunner chris mundy who was the showrunner for that's right ozark the award-winning series which i have not completed yet but it's a great series jason bateman great series is apparently rumored according to of course this is from dceu leaks would be a good get if that is in fact the case would be a good get definitely would be a good get if they got him that would actually you know instill some uh, some confidence at least when it comes to that movie and then of course we had another rumor that came out too that was like what what okay maybe this is happening who knows again take it with a grain of salt how about the question a series centered on the character question is in early development for the dcu now that's interesting and a lot of people are like oh why would they want to do that who knows about the question yeah but you can make something you could actually do something pretty good with the question and have some kind of mystery mini series that could happen and it's unique a unique you know a unique character for sure a lot of people of course want to cast somebody who's very well known to play the character and i'm like no. It's going to be somebody that's not known, and it should be somebody that's not known that plays this character if this does happen. I mean, the character has no face. But, uh, you know, but I'm just saying, like, it, uh, they should cast somebody who just can really capture the character. But, yeah, that was another thing that was uh, also very much rumored. And then, of course, we have this. Not really a rumor and not full-on DCU, but my God. My God, is it happening, guys? It might be happening. Constantine director offers update on sequel, teases R rating. So yes. Come hell or high water, Francis Lawrence is going to see Constantine 2 through to release. The filmmaker has expressed plenty of interest in filming the long-awaited sequel and now says the studio has once again landed the film rights uh, to John Constantine, clearly Clearing the way for the film to be made, so Constantine Two got obviously held up by the writers' strike. Lawrence said in the new chat with GameSpot, and we had to jump through a bunch of hurdles to get control of the character again because other people had control of the vertical stuff. That's right, he's part of Vertigo, so uh, you know rights, rights, rights. We have control, Keanu and Akiva uh, Goldsman. And I have been in meetings and have been hashing out what we think the story is going to be. And there's more meetings of those that have happened. The script has been written, but really hoping that we can get to do Constantine 2 and make it a real rated R version. Yes. Oh, please let it happen. Please let it happen. So there's still some hope for Constantine 2, guys. And and uh, and. uh, james gunn i mean if i can offer some advice not like he's going to actually see this it's like when you mention that you have your else worlds you mentioned it from your announcement that there's going to be dcls worlds that um, other movies other other versions of the characters can live in obviously like the batman and joker keanu reeves this is keanu reeves he's done with john wick right now Keanu Reeves and, and the Matrix. No more Matrix movies. No more John Wick movies. Give him Constantine. Give him Constantine and make it R-rated. Low budget could be very low budget. Do that. Start building up something with that. I don't know. And I even thought, what if there would could be some kind of connection to Keanu Reeves, Constantine, to Matt Reeves, the Batman. I thought about that last night and I was like, whoa, what if that was actually a thing, a thing that could happen in this else world? Probably won't. It was just my brain going off, my nerd brain going off. But yeah, I mean, I hope, please, please let this happen. James, uh, James, let it. I mean, you have Keanu Reeves. If you can have Keanu Reeves, that's he's a box office. He'll pull the box office. And if you make like, you know, an older John Wick, John Wick, an older John Constantine, he's played a lot of Johns in his life. I will say that Um, this could be it would pull people in. I mean, let's face it, when it comes to D.C. in the last like five years, these Elseworlds movies are the ones that are pulling the money in right now. Let's face it. Right. You know. The DCEU stuff that they were trying to rearrange didn't do so well at the box office. But the Batman and Joker killed it at the box office. So. I mean, it's right there. It makes sense. It makes sense. But I know like Constantine 2 was a Pam Abdi and in, uh, in, uh, Michael DeLuca thing before James Gunn came on. So hopefully. Hopefully. Saffron and Gunn just didn't like, nah, we're not going to do that. It'd be fucking stupid. It'd be stupid. It'd be absolutely stupid if that was the case. Ugh. Don't do it. Don't do that. Please don't do that. All right. Ooh. Let's go to Darkness. Michael, box office draw. Keaton didn't work. Who the hell said that Michael Keaton was a box office draw? Michael Keaton's not a box office draw. It just seemed like uh, nostalgia. Nostalgia, I thought, was going to draw some of that box office. But, yeah, Michael Keaton's not a box office draw. Keanu Reeves is definitely a box office draw. So, yeah, there's no, uh, yeah, no one's going like starring Michael Keaton. I think it was just, it was the fact that it was his version of Batman that people were excited for their youngster. All right, box office. Who saw Five Nights at Freddy's? Anybody? Anybody see uh, Five Nights at Freddy? I thought about seeing it, but then I was like, eh, I didn't play the game. I don't think it sounds to me like from some of the uh, the reviews I was seeing that I wasn't going to enjoy it that much. But apparently, people came out for Five Nights at Freddy, and they came out they they came out pretty good because this movie was low budget and it made eighty million dollars domestic. And overall, it made $132.7 million. 80. Apparently, it had like an $80 million, No, it was like a $20 million budget, $30 million budget. It was a very low budget, and it killed it, of course. It killed it again. You know, like horror movies are just killing it absolutely right now, which is great, which is great. And you know what's not killing it? Expendables movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. I don't know where it's at. Where's the Expendables at? Oh, man. Expendables 4. Where are you at? Oh, it's not on there? Oh, it's not even on the box office. I just saw the, the headline. Oh, man. Oh, missed it. Oh, it's not even on there. That's, that's how bad that that movie did. That's how bad that that movie did. Crap. I'm going to find that. Hold on. What was? That? I remember the tally was like, let me look at it again. But it was bad. It was so bad. Like, nobody... Nobody cared. Oh, there it is, right there. There it is, right there. God, even that poster is bad. That poster is bad. But yeah, right here, the Hollywood handle, the Expendables or the Expend forables ends its domestic theatrical run at sixteen million dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ, sixteen. Oh, hey, yo, I know I want to come out to my movie. Look at the veins in my forehead. That's what I'm talking about right in my fucking weird photoshop head that's right i got the photoshop head i'm flexing my forearms that's why i'm all viscular vascular Ugh. that's bad that is bad man that's why i was like i was over it when it came to expendables three i was like eh, okay don't need any more here let me type it in just since i didn't see it right there let's see Ex- expend 35.3 million worldwide <laughs> yeah that's done yeah that's done that's completely done I I heard I heard it was really bad it was like I mean obviously they're they you're supposed to turn your brain off it's action stars old action stars but it was good for three movies that's it nobody cares about that anymore so well, Uh, We'll see what Stallone does next he's still doing he's still kicking ass. Well, he had that show that I hear great things about at least Martin Scorsese versus Joey Russo. What the hell is this man again? We're getting a Martin Scorsese thing boy But this is actually something that is kind of funny. I actually think this is funny Some people of course fans are the ones that don't that take it way too seriously That's the only bad part his fans take things way too seriously. But, yes, we have a, we have some – it's just kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, I – okay, let's just put on the video. If you guys haven't seen it, this is the video right here. Martin Scorsese did a video, and this is all about, like, what's his dog's name? And the dog's name has a specific name. And then, of course, Joe Russo. Obviously, after the many times that Martin Scorsese has kind of shit on the Marvel machine – he kind of he 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 threw a little shade. He threw a little shade, and to me, I thought it was a funny joke. Here we go. Oscar, show me sadness. There's his dog, Oscar. Ah, look, he's got a schnauzer. I love schnauzers, <laughs> and his name is Oscar. It's really cute, Oscar. Oh. All right, come on, box office. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just a. Zinger. I mean, again, like the way that the, like the, the video was like cut so quickly. I mean, there is a new talent when it comes to that nowadays when it comes to these short videos. Just cut the video right when you get the zinger in there or some kind of something. I, it's a funny joke. Don't take it too seriously. Come on. If anybody's taking that seriously, relax. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if Martin Scorsese saw that video, he'd laugh. I think he would actually laugh at that. You know, and it's I mean, but of course, you know, fans out there are going to just, you know, film Twitter is going to get upset at Joe Russo. And I don't know. It's just, all, you know, because you, you dare. How dare you not make fun of Martin Scorsese? It's like you can make fun of Martin Scorsese. He probably welcomes it. He probably welcomes it. I'm sure he's like taking no, you know, no offense to that. It was actually I think that was like that combination because you're seeing two different directors that are directing two different types of movies. Yeah, Martin Scorsese, who's just making, you know, he's been doing it for so long. He makes just pure art, pure cinematic art film as people like yeah, it's more of like that's a film. That's a film. And he's still doing it because Flowers, Killers of the Flower Moon, is fantastic and still highly suggests everybody go and seeing that. It's longer than Avengers Endgame, right, Russo? <laughs> but then of course you got Joe Russo over here, of course, yes, him and his brother making these popcorn flicks, these popcorn action flicks and superhero flicks, which is good to draw. But I just thought that was kind of like a funny. I don't know. I thought it was kind of a funny joke. You don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. But uh, I, I, Martin Scorsese would laugh at that. Come on. He wouldn't take that too seriously. But then again, we might get... What if we end up getting a rebuttal from Martin Scorsese? Mm, that'd be interesting. But yeah, but it's true. You know, Martin Scorsese wins the Oscars. The Russos, you know, box office. But of course, a lot of fans were like, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's... Yeah, he went under fire. People were like, oh, yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, because he's like this rich dude, right? Because of the box office. It's like, well, you know, he's making a different kind of art. He's making a different kind of art. That's all. All their non-MCU movies. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Jose, I was actually going to bring that up. It's like, yeah, they've done good with the MCU, but, you know. And anytime they've made like an actual thing like outside of the MCU it hasn't been that great. Although Arrested Development, they were all about that and that's a great series. I'll give it that at least. I'll give I'll give them that, but yeah. What was the last one that came out? The Straw Man or whatever the hell with uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans? It was all right, but it wasn't anything like I just was like, eh, "It's all right, I guess." So, all right. Let's see here. Uh let's go to some Twitter questions, let's see what you guys have to say over on Twitter. Let me uh hold on. Let me check. I Did post on YouTube. See if anybody asked any questions. Oh, they're bringing in the big guy Chapman. Is Texas still up. I hate uh, Chapman's a he's a dickhead, but he throws really hard. Hmm. I don't know what the score is. Any questions? No, nope, no questions on there. All right. That's fine. Where was I? Oh, crap. Nope. There we are. All right. Let's go ahead and do this. All right. Brad, when it comes to uh, Gall's stance on Israel-Palestine conflict, I don't think people appreciate the pressure she's under as the most famous Israeli on Earth. No matter what she says, including signing the letter to Biden, she's going to piss off someone off thoughts no I, I completely agree and you know there's already been many people in the uh, the Snyder fandom that have disowned her already that's why like the whole like why do you guys even care if she comes back if you already disowned her a lot of people have already disowned her because obviously her stance on that which is kind of funny it's like again this whole this conflict it's just it just it's such a crazy conflict where it's like if you're on one side you cannot be about the other and anybody who's about the other side disowned you're done not going to support you not going to say anything anymore but it's like she's literally israeli and yes she's like the most famous israeli uh out there so she is definitely in a tough tough spot when it comes and i know there was a video roaming around where she was like you know of course like i said earlier that she was saying like not to ceasefire and everything and which is not a good look i'll I'll agree to that not a good look but at the same time i'm like well i mean she's actually from that country so uh It's all just, it's such a freaking, it's crazy. I mean, we are headed to World War III. Does anybody like realize? I thought, a lot of us thought we were headed to World War III when it came to Ukraine, but now nobody even talks about the Ukraine and Russia anymore. It's all about this. And all the countries are getting involved. So here we go, folks. Be ready. We're already pretty much in World War III. Scary shit. It really is. Eric, hey, Dave. Dave. Here's a left field question. What DCEU directors could you see doing well in the MCU? I kind of find the idea of David Ayer doing something for them interesting. Eh, I don't think Ayer would want to do anything for them. Nah, I don't think he doesn't fit. I don't think he fits in the MCU. Uh, I don't see him fitting. I'm trying to, I mean, Patty Jenkins at one point, you know, she didn't even fit. Because, you know, she was supposed to do the second Thor movie, and then that didn't happen. Uh, anybody else? Uh, James Wan. James Wan could probably find something in there, but I hope he never goes in the MCU, and I doubt he would ever go to the MCU. So, yeah. David F. Sandberg, same thing. After being in the DC machine, why would he want to go to the Marvel machine? So. Marcelo, Oi, Dave. As for... Uh, Guardians of Galaxy, Gunn, Perlman, Credits, Thing. What caught my attention was Stent's line about Gunn selectively leaking stuff to fanboy media circles. That's some Jeff Johns energy. Well, is that the 10 degree or 9 degree controversy involving James Gunn? Why is he always involved in shit? He's not always involved in shit. It's fanboys that make him involved in shit. Same thing with Zack Snyder. It almost seems like Zack Snyder at one point was like a controversial guy, but it's like, no, it's the fans that are making it controversial. You know, again, when it comes to I mean, I'm glad you said, Marcelo, that, you know, when it comes to the, the whole script thing, that was kind of just like whatever, because it is it was two people writing two different scripts and whatever the whole fanboy thing leaking stuff. Uh, allegedly, of course, you always got to say allegedly if he did that. Um, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that the, the fact that he would do something like that and we've already seen it when it comes to DC and it seems like some of the, the accounts that he responds to is definitely interesting, but eh, the only time that I get upset with that is when he does... Get upset and tries to push back on stupid things and he answers questions that he's already answered. It's like, stop doing that. Just release information. And if you want to release information by using burner accounts, fine. Long as the information's getting out there and it's positive and it's kind of cool and discussions can be had and hype can be had. That's what I that's all I hope for. <sighs> but hopefully, yeah, he starts like sending uh, out some troops. Just log off. Not everything's a war, people. When you log on to Twitter, you don't have to, like, you know, get on your war gear. It's not a war. You know, I got tired of doing it. I mean, I'll, I'll a- ask questions every now and again, but yeah, I'll get to more of that later. Jake, did uh, Joe Russo wait to see how well Scorsese's next film would do to make that video? Or was that video from a while back? I think it's new. <laughs> I think it's new. Mr. Nobody, I wonder what Scorsese thinks of the Batman from Reeves or Joker, especially since De Niro played a big part in it. Not all CBMs are goofy or fantastical, but at the same time, they don't need to be dark and moody. I think we're at a time where we want films to be genuine, feel genuine. Yes, for sure. I'm sure he was would it be all about Joker because it's very taxi driver esque and he probably would like the Batman. It would be interesting. Somebody should ask him that. Has he seen any of those? Devon Wooter, ah, there's uh, of course Matthew Perry. May he rest in peace. Hey, Dave, what are your thoughts of the casting for Ron Howard thriller Eden, starring Sydney Sweeney, Vanessa Kirby, and Anna De Armas, and Jude Law? That's a very sexy cast. That's for damn sure. Uh, it's a very sexy cast. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering: Is Sydney Sweeney actually going to be a star? Seems like everybody has her pegged as like a star, but I'm like, is she going to be a star? Guess we'll find out. I'm a little confused. They're uh, stating to film uh, November while the uh, actor strike is going on. Well, they might have got that that loophole that some of these productions are getting. Oh, Arizona just scored three to one. Still Rangers up. And then going to yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Matthew Perry. But, yeah, just like the Highlander thing. I mean, I think they're all just kind of getting some, uh, you know. Will Rebel Moon suffer due to Zach's recent controversy? I hope not. And that was one of the things I asked. Let me uh, answer more of that later Yeah, you know, after I asked, uh, answer this last question. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question one. Do you see psychos in the Snyder crowd coming up with lies saying guns stole Superman Legacy sometime after it releases? Um, well, I mean, I think I've already seen kind of stuff like that. I mean, again, you can't steal something that's an IP of a company when they task you to write a script. Just like the Batman gate is just so stupid. Question two, if the question does get a solo project, would you want to be a movie or show? I'd want it to be a show. I think a show would benefit the question more. Um. Question three, who would you uh, want to see play Iron Man, Captain? I don't know, that's too, I don't know. When it comes to casting, that's a little too much, a little too much. But uh, to talk about, to, 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 to wrap up the, the stream tonight with the whole Zack Snyder controversy, which I don't think it's an actual controversy because the guy put his name on the Ceasefire Now letter, I and mean, he wants peace. He wants peace, just like I think a majority of people out there want peace, Okay, stop it with the tribalistic fucking bullshit that you have to take aside and you have to say the other side are terrorists. It's like things that are happening over there are really bad and innocent lives are being just lost because of this bullshit. And, you know, it just seems like both sides are going through different kinds of things. It seems like Palestine, anytime you hear about them, it's all about like, oh, look at the terror that they're doing. And meanwhile, like most of those people are like, no, they don't want to they, they're not terrorists or not anything like that. And then you got the Israeli side. They call it, you know, obviously them terror. They're they're terrorists. But then you see how what how they handle their things. And it's just like you really got to just I don't know. I just can't. I don't know. Again, I don't know a lot about it when it, when it comes to all that. But it just seems like this is the new thing now, sadly. And, and a lot of people think. They know there's some people out there and I think a lot of people out there that are that that push things on social media and protest and hold up signs. They had no idea about this conflict until 10 minutes ago, it seems, you know, it's like this is just the new thing, you know, Uh, you know, in 2021, it was COVID in 2022 was Ukraine in 2023. It's this it's like every year we have this new thing and people just like what what's my team? What side are they on? Well, I'll go over there. You know, it's like it's, ugh, it sucks. So when it comes to hurting Rebel Moon, it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't help. It shouldn't hurt Rebel Moon. I mean, that's why I when I had I had somebody in my mentions on that tweet actually asked me, he's like, well, if you understand why we're upset with him and I'm like, oh, no, I understand. I just don't you know, I just I, I don't get why, why, why be upset when he this and then that and you're on this side. Why are you going to be upset about it? And then I asked this person, I said, are you going to boycott Rebel Moon? Never got an answer. So to me, that means, oh, yeah, you are. Because obviously boycotting is a thing that is always tossed around when it comes to the fandom. Boycott. It's always boycott DCU, boycott James Gunn, boycott Superman Legacy. There's a lot of boycotts when it comes to this. So I asked And then I got other people upset with me. It was like, that's that's what you're taking from this. You're asking about boycott. I'm like, yeah, I'm asking a simple question. Because of all this, are you planning on boycotting Rebel Moon? And I never got an answer. That's the thing. Simple question. Are you going to see it or not after this? So maybe when it comes to certain things, for sure. Yeah, there's some people that are probably they're turning on Zach. I've seen some of the stuff out there. But my question was just like oh so are you planning on boycotting this whole thing and i think for the most part it's not going to hurt it because most people understand that they you know that they're not gonna take a side or like totally just be like well i'm all about you know i'm all about the palestine side or the uh israeli side i'm all you know and then if somebody supports the other side, I'm just going to totally not support them and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that do do that. But I think the majority of people, they don't want they're not going to do that. You're, you know, and I think a lot of people know that Zach has. kind. I mean, remember. OK, do you guys remember? I'm OK. I'm going to bring up this story again. I know I've told it before. But do you guys remember the, the Geeks and Gamers charity stream the night that the, the Snyder Cut was released? Do you guys remember that remember like i was a part of that stream i got asked to be a part it was hosted by uche may he rest in peace like uh i remember when zach announced that he was going to be a part of that he announced it on the vodka stream it was when he surprised ray porter uh it was on the vox stream on my stream he announced that he was going to be a part of this charity stream the night of the snyder cut being released and i got blasted with so many messages because when he mentioned geeks and gamers People were hitting me up going, you have to stop Zach from going on them. They're haters, they're racist, they're all this and all that. I had no idea. I've heard of the name Geeks and Gamers, but I didn't know what kind of content that they posted and what they went after and whatever the hell. So I had no idea what the hell. I'm like, why are people sending me these messages? And then I think like the next day or a couple days later, I talked to Zach because we, we were talking about, he called me to talk about the charity stream and all that stuff. And we talked about that very thing of, like, he had no idea about the geeks and gamers. Everybody wants to make it seem like Zach is just, like, 100% knows everything that's happening in the world as opposed to the worlds that he's creating, you know? It's like he's creating worlds, so they expect him to be, like, in line with how they are looking at the world. And it's, like, it's not like that. So he had no idea. He has PR people that handle this stuff. That's why when it comes to the controversy today, I'm just kind of wondering, like, Was somebody else handling that for him or something like that? I don't know. Who knows? But it's just like when people just start going, why, Zach? Why? You know, and saying stuff like, and I'm seeing mutuals, like, be upset with him. I just don't, I can't, I don't understand. It's like he is such a busy guy creating art that it's like when it comes to real life stuff, maybe it's like either he doesn't know exactly everything that's going on, so hey, Sometimes things, I don't know, things are going to be things. I don't know. Who knows? It's just all, it's all such a, it's its stupid. I hate it. It's weird. And stop stop trying to cast people out just because they don't agree with what, you you know, the sides that you say. And you were part of, Jose, back in the day, took the Egyptian side against the... Uh, <laughs> You're on the pharaoh's side against Moses. All <laughs> well, not my fault. Ramses paid me a lot. Yeah. Well, Dave, most of these fans claim Zach is all-knowing genius. I know, but you were, yeah. yeah it's all just kind of crazy, and that's why I was like, I, I it, it's dumb. The guy just wants peace. That's what that that that, you know, that on his, on his hand was you know something that was for peace. I think we all want peace. We don't want innocent lives to be to be taken, you know, because they're in this shitty, like, conflict, you know, and both sides, it's happening on both sides, it really is, you know, Uh, but, you know, when it comes to who's doing the worst thing, I couldn't tell you, because I, I just, I don't know, I just don't know, I don't have a dog in the fight when it comes to this stuff, but everybody feels like they have to be, like, they have to take a side, they have to, like, do that, and then and then you get stuff like this that happens within fandoms. It's like, stop it. Just stop it. Can we just enjoy some shit? Can we just enjoy some shit? Okay? And the people who are, you know, you know, just enjoy. Okay? And then if you enjoy a certain thing, enjoy it. Don't throw shade at the other thing that you hate. I always love it. I've seen so many times where people like, hey, I just want to enjoy what I enjoy. But then I look at their twitter and they're throwing shit at things they don't enjoy it's like if you're gonna say that if you're gonna say like hey enjoy what you enjoy then don't be throwing shit at the thing you don't want <laughs> so many of that so much of that too a lot of hypocrisy out there that's for me, i'm sure a lot of hypocrisy all right guys let's go ahead and wrap this up good stream tonight hopefully you guys had a good time smash that like thumbs up subscribe do all that share if you want to and uh yeah i'll see you guys you members if you want to become a member become a member I do a members only stream every wednesday they pick my brain a little bit more personal and all that stuff do all that and uh, i'll see you guys on wednesday and hopefully you guys have a good rest of the week of course there will be a vodka stream this friday as uh, there wasn't one last friday but There definitely will be one this Friday. So, all right, guys. Love you. Always great talking to you. Talk to you later.